the collect of uh, today's Mass for St. John Lenardi says, Thou didst gather together a new society for the instruction of the faithful. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. You might have read from our bulletin recently that St. Gertrude, the Great Church, has started her own seminary, Our Lady Seat of Wisdom Seminary. Last week we took our second collection to support the training of the clergy. In this training of seminarians, we work together with Father Nkamuke in Nigeria. He gives classes for his own seminarians with Father Ojeka and Father Okerulu, and here in our parish, the classes are given by Father Brueggemann, Bishop Maguire, and myself. What type of priests Our Lady Seat of Wisdom Seminary trains? First of all, we train uncompromising priests who, God willing, will one day help in our parish and mission activities, preaching and teaching Catholicism. There are two types of Catholic priests. There's religious clergy and then there's secular clergy. Religious priests are members of some religious order and take vows and have their own religious superior, usually the superior general. But the secular priests, like the ones here at St. Gertrude the Great, we do not take vows. In the past, most of the secular priests were diocesan priests who worked in the parishes. And this is exactly what we priests at St. Gertrude the Great are, parish priests. I wanted to tell you about today's Saint, St. John Lenardi, because his work is so very much similar what the priests of St. Gertrude the Great do. St. John Lenardi was born in 1541 in Lucca. That's the town where also Father Cicada's mother came from. Lucca was in those times an independent republic. But unfortunately, in those faraway times in the 1500s, Lucca was a sick town. It was infected by rebellion and new revolutionary ideas of the Protestant Reformation. Many heretical preachers were propagating revolution and they managed to lure, especially the aristocracy, as their supporters. And common people, they were so confused about what was going on. Also, the Catholic clergy was very indifferent. They were not evil priests, but their pastoral zeal for souls had grown cold and dull. So to start the real Catholic counter-reformation, some Dominican priests 
established a lay society called the Columbini Brotherhood in the year 1558. And the aim of this uh, lay brotherhood was to resurrect the true Catholic devotion in Lucca. The focus of this group was on the administration of the sacraments, preaching, liturgy, and prayer. And young man named John Lenardi, who was then about 16 years old, he joined this brotherhood. He enrolled also in the grammar school of St. Jerome, and once his education was accomplished, he was ordained in Advent of 1570. St. John Lenardi was, first of all, the priest of the missions. He specialized in hearing confessions and teaching catechism, both to children and adults. He joined the newly established Brotherhood of Christian Doctrine, whose aim was to teach the people, first of all, the basics of their Catholic faith, and secondly, to guide them towards devotion. This was that true devotion they might on daily basis learn to love God and love their neighbor. Soon St. John Lenardi was joined by some seminarians, and in 1574 he founded the Clerks Regular of the Mother of God. The first words of the constitutions of the clerks, clerks regular of the Mother of God read, The Lord called us so we would not only take care of ourselves, but also do all our best to save our neighbor. And we are all eager to endeavor to fulfill God's will administering the holy sacraments, regardless of hard work or hardship. The word of God must be preached and read in our church, and together we will teach children the Christian doctrine. And the work what the priests of St. Gertrude the Great do is exactly this, establishing missions and parishes to say masses and give sacraments, preaching and teaching catechism. We priests at St. Gertrude the Great, we are not religious priests because we don't belong to any religious institute. In our circumstances, we couldn't even found a religious society. A religious institute, in the legal sense of the word, can only be established by a formal approval from the legitimate authority, that is, the Holy See or the Bishop of a diocese. Also, each religious institute must have its rule or constitution 
determining its mode of government as well as the rights and duties of the members. And these are usually several hundreds of pages long. In a religious institute, each member must take the vows of religion publicly, that is, in the hands of the legitimate superior who receives them in the name of the Church. The priests of St. Gertrude, we do not have special laws or constitutions to which we promise to bind ourselves. We do have instead our own group called the Salesian Sacerdotal Society. Just like our Oblate Sisters, of whom I preached a couple of weeks ago, the basic unit of our priests is not our own group, but the parish. It is the parish where the faithful attend, where they hear us preach, and where they receive sacraments from us, and where the faithful live, uh, live too far away to attend the parish activities and masses. We go out wherever we can and establish missions so that the faithful there can share the same mass, the same sacraments, and the same faith what Catholics have always held. Our priests are also priests of devotions. For years we have faithfully done the perpetual novena to the Sacred Heart and benediction every single Friday at St. Gertrude's and the novena to the Holy Face every Friday at St. Hugh's. We also keep always the first Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and first Saturday of each month. We are all for devotions. And this Thursday you once again have a chance to join us in our rosary candlelight procession, and later this month to attend our parish's annual 40 hours devotion. So we want to train priests to continue this tradition of devotions. These devotions and the missions we serve are the ones which Bishop Dolan maintained for over 40 years. We want to train priests who love God through devotions and who preach Catholicism and give true sacraments in parishes and missions. And that's why we have started the Our Lady Seat of Wisdom Seminary. In the short history of the traditional movement, becoming a seminarian has been a lot bigger sacrifice than in the times where almost every town had a parish with the true Mass and true faith there. A seminarian nowadays 
often needs to travel far away from his home, even to another country. And it can be a big sacrifice for a young man. I always remember what Bishop Sanborn's mother once said to me, namely that the natural choice for her son would have been the diocesan seminary in New York State. But he wanted Archbishop Lefebvre in Switzerland. And the reason was because the son wanted to be a true priest, a real priest, the priest who says the true and real Mass and who keeps and teaches the true Catholic faith. And it demanded the sacrifice of moving to Switzerland to study and to be ordained there. But it was a sacrifice which needed to be done. And that sacrifice has come back thousands of times as blessings to the faithful in this country. And Father Cecada and Bishop Dolan, they had to make the same sacrifice in their own time. So therefore, we want to ensure that their sacrifices continue to produce blessings by establishing missions and parishes and train priests to serve in them. St. John Lenardi wrote that his whole company of priests were eager to fulfill the will of God regardless of hard work or hardship. A priest is not merely a minister or a preacher or an official in the parish. Priest is essential for your soul. And no one said it better than St. Teresa of Avila, who once wrote, when you see a priest, you should say, there is he who made me a child of God and opened heaven to me by holy baptism, he who purified me after I had sinned, and he who gives nourishment to my soul. May God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.